This is Brain Diet, episode number 138. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. A reminder for you for the final week of the free pre-holiday prep calls. So next week is the final week to sign up for one of those for yourself. And I can promise you that if you do, you will get so much value and have such a different perspective of how to approach the holidays and how to do it in a way where you can still enjoy them, but also still stick to your goals, stick to your weight loss effort, whatever it is that you are working to achieve. So check to see if you can snag one of those spots as there is just this last week of calls. So if you're interested, be sure to do that. Today's topic is mindless versus emotional eating. When you are approaching a weight loss goal, if you are pursuing weight loss, there are tiers of things that will have an effect on that journey, on that process. Your calories, they are going to carry the most weight in terms of what will have an effect on your body. How many calories you are eating is what is going to most drastically influence your weight. But within the calories, there are obstacles. There are things that can get in the way of being in the range that we want to be. Mindless eating is one and emotional eating is also one. So if you are working to maintain a calorie deficit, if you are working to eat less in a day than your body burns so that you can lose weight or potentially lose fat, if you are working to do this, then mindless and emotional eating will lead to additional calories that could potentially work against you and your efforts. It is important to understand each of these as you approach your own weight loss or your own health in general, because it can have an effect on your body regardless of your goals. So it's important to have a gauge of your level of each just so that you can have a deeper understanding of yourself and a greater perspective of the picture of your health as a whole so that you can make more informed decisions. Some things that will affect a person's weight are simple and easy and you can really make a huge difference just by being aware of them. And others of them can be a little bit more difficult and require a little bit more work and understanding. So when you can parse out the different things that will come into play during a weight loss journey, it gives you somewhat of a priority list where you can look at it and say, you know what, there are actually some really easy things that I can solve for that will make a difference. And when you can solve for those, then you can approach the other things based on how ready you are, based on how you feel relative to them. So when it comes to emotional eating, many are not ready or willing to give that up. And you know what? That really is okay. It is a healing process to navigate through what you are probably very used to and get a lot of comfort from. Many of us didn't learn other ways to relate to our emotions. Many of us don't even realize we're doing it, don't realize that there are other options maybe. And when we are in turmoil of any kind, Food has 
proved time and time again to be a very useful source of immediate relief. Even if it at even if it is at the expense of our weight or of our health, our brain still sees it as a potential solution. And so part of what I love to do is to help my clients realize that yes, you do get a very immediate relief in the moment from whatever it is you don't want to experience. But if it is at the expense of something, if it's at the expense of uh, at the expense of your weight or at the expense of your life in general, then it's important to pay attention to it so that we can rebuild those skills to where you can find relief and be able to take care of yourself in a way that is not at the expense of anything that you're not paying for later. So when it comes to this emotional eating, because we are close to it, because it's been very reliable for us, sometimes it can be a little bit scary to give up. And we feel like we are facing something very intimidating and it can prevent us from wanting to do it. So if that's the case, start working on mindless eating first, because that is one of those things that is very simple, but by paying attention to it, you can make a large difference in your weight and in your efforts and in your eating patterns. So let's talk about first what mindless eating is, and then we'll get more into emotional eating and what that means, the difference with, the differences between the two and why they matter. Mindless eating is eating that we are not emotionally attached to. It's not emotionally charged. It's more of a habit. It happens somewhat on autopilot. It can come as a result of us just being bored and it's just there and convenient. It can also come as a result of us just being distracted. If we are mentally somewhere else, and again, maybe we have this habit where we just reach for things, then that typically is what leads to mindless eating is mentally we're somewhere else and we perhaps have this autopilot, reach for this, eat it to where it's not because we're trying to avoid something. It's not because we're having a bad day. It's just a habit and it's something that happens when we mentally are elsewhere. There is no emotion behind mindless eating. An important piece to mindless eating as well is that it doesn't feel urgent. It doesn't feel like you need to do it. You don't feel especially compelled. It feels very passive and more just convenient just because it's there. Typically, mindless eating happens with the BLTs, the bites, the licks, the tastes, the things that we don't really pay attention to as if we're like consciously sitting down to eat something. Again, it's just there, convenient, easy to do or not do. What can happen with these BLTs, with these bites, licks, and tastes is we might take them and think to ourselves, oh, they don't count. They're just, they're too insignificant. But remember, if you are in a calorie deficit, you can absolutely move yourself far away from that calorie deficit and even put yourself at more of a maintenance level just with these bites and licks and tastes. You can counteract it very easily with those because they can add up quickly. Think about if you were trying to eat 500 fewer calories a day, which not eating 500 calories a day, if we were eating 500 fewer than our maintenance level would be. If we had some especially calorie-dense bites, licks, and tastes of some calorie-dense foods, it could add up really quickly and we could push ourselves further away from reaching that deficit. So those BLTs, they do count, but that isn't meant to be scary. This isn't meant to be something like, you're going to really screw yourself over if you just take one lick of that thing. It's certainly not meant to be that way. It's just meant to help you have more control over what you can control. 
which is such good news. And this can be an easy thing to make a shift within and really support yourself because Again, it's not supposed to be some scary thing that you have to be intimidated about. It can just be helpful for you to notice like, oh, you know what? Throughout the day, I am taking a bite here, taking a taste here, taking a lick here. And because of that, I'm probably accumulating more calories than I need. And just that knowledge and awareness can put you in a better position to be able to make decisions. With mindless eating, you feel okay if you don't have it. It's just as easy to have as it is not to have. And if you don't get it, you're not disappointed. You're not uncomfortable. It's just kind of like, oh, well, it is what it is. With mindless eating, oftentimes you just have to draw some awareness to it and you can easily stop because there isn't emotion tied to it and you are okay if you don't have it. There's not anything that you have to work through. It's just something that you need to pay attention to. And the way that I like to think about mindless eating, it's like those subscriptions that you sign up for and pay for, but you don't use. A lot of times we'll sign up for things and then forget about the fact that we signed up for them. And then all it takes is looking on your bank statement and being like, why am I paying $8 a month for some random, I don't know what, (laughs) because I never use it and I totally forgot that I signed up for it. This is kind of what mindless eating is. It's just checking your bank statement and being like, oh, you know what? There are actually a couple of those that are adding up. Have you ever done that where you're like, wow, there are a lot of expenses or subscriptions that I didn't realize I was paying for that add up to an amount of money that I could use elsewhere that would be much more useful. That's what mindless eating is. And so we're not supposed to be scared of those subscription numbers, those subscription charges. We're just supposed to be like, oh, well, now I know. Now I can go and cancel it and move on with my life and pay for something that I actually want to pay for. I actually think as well that mindless eating in a way can work in our favor because it can be habitual. And what I mean by this is when it comes to drinking water, I like to make that habit for myself as mindless as possible in that I'm just constantly reaching for it. Drinking water is not something that I have to think about because I have made it so accessible and easy for myself. I have water in basically every room of my house. I have different cups in my office and in my bedroom and in our kitchen. And while I'm making dinner, I'm constantly just reaching for my water and it's mindless and I don't really think about it. And that works in my favor. So there are ways that you can use it strategically to make it as easy as possible for you to eat or drink something that will work in your favor. But if this mindless eating is accumulating calories that you don't want to have, or if it is getting in the way in some form for you, that's when it's worth checking the bank bank statement and seeing what's on there and canceling it. Just being like, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to have, I'm just not going to pay for those. It's not worth it. So that's mindless eating. That's the overall definition, how I see it and how I use it with my clients. Emotional eating, on the other hand, is very different in that it feels like you need to do it. It feels urgent and it feels like you won't be okay unless you get it. Now, this was me back in the day, many years ago, when I was prepping for a bikini show because I thought doing that would just solve all of my problems. And it didn't, by the way. I learned a lot though. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna cut my calories and get my dream body and then everything's gonna be amazing. And it didn't go that way. (laughs) And I needed a lot more emotional support because I didn't realize how much emotional eating that I had in my life that was getting in the way. 
And so what would happen is when I had a quote unquote cheat day or a cheat meal or whatever, like I would go to multiple stores to find something really specific because it felt so urgent. It felt like I wouldn't be okay unless I had it. Now, luckily, I don't relate to food this way anymore where I don't feel so controlled by it. And a lot of that, most of it is just due to this work that I share in the podcast is doing these things that I'm sharing with you that really aren't extremely difficult, but it just requires some awareness and some willingness. Emotional eating is really tied up in negative emotion. It's in times when you feel stressed and tired and anxious and nervous and anything that is uncomfortable and you feel like something is wrong because you feel that way and want to have some type of shield between you and it. It's in moments when you don't want to be left alone with your own brain. And it might sound silly, but test yourself. When there are moments where you know that you go to food in order to put a shield between you and something, what is it that you feel like you would face if you didn't eat the thing? Like for me, if I could go back all those years ago and I could ask myself, what is it that I am so afraid of that leads me to drive to three different stores to get something so specific? And perhaps at the time, it would have been discomfort. It would have been disappointment. It would have been restlessness. And all of those emotions now, I'm really good at feeling. I'm just really good at allowing my body and it's not something that gets in the way of my life. And the more willing I am to feel those things, the less they come around for me. And so that's a skill that you can learn to cultivate. Now, again, it does take some time and some willingness. And that's why sometimes we just aren't ready to do this work. And that's okay. Just start with the mindless eating. Work your way through that because you can create some progress just by paying attention to those mindless bites, licks, tastes, even full meals if that's your jam, if you can do that mindlessly. But what happens with emotional eating is because we don't want to be with ourselves, we don't want to be with our brain, we don't want to be with our feelings, we then go to food because it does provide a temporary shield, whether it's a dopamine hit from it or whether it's to numb ourselves against something, it does quote unquote solve it for a minute. And what can happen is that based on how we are talking to ourselves throughout the day or throughout the week, the story that we're telling ourselves can often lead us to these moments of emotional eating. So for example, let's say on the weekend, you're thinking something like, you've been eating so good all week. You deserve this. If you're thinking that way on the weekend, then it's going to lead you to eat. And then you're probably going to get a little bit of a dopamine hit, right? You're going to be like, yes, I, I did. I did so good all week. I deserve this. I deserve to have this extra food, this extra treat, whatever it might be. Or maybe the dialogue is time to relax. You haven't had this in so long. This is going to be so delicious. This is going to feel so good, right? If this is what's happening in our mind, we are going to feel much more compelled to eat and to act on that. On the other side of the coin, we can also be thinking things like, I don't want to feel anxious. This is too unbearable. And this is where we reach for food as a way to numb against those things. So sometimes we do it for a pleasure hit and other times we do it for this numbing activity. And all of it can come based on how we're thinking. If we're thinking such resistant thoughts to what we're feeling, like you're incapable of feeling something, like it's just much too uncomfortable, then yeah, if you believe that, it would make sense why you would reach for food. 
Now, this is only a problem if it's a problem for you, and it can be really helpful just to be aware of without changing it. You don't have to change it, but it's worth paying attention to what you're thinking and at least questioning it. Because what you're thinking is what you have control over. And sometimes it's worth changing the story a little bit to work more in your favor if you have goals, if there are things that you're working to achieve. In addition to this, it also can lessen the intensity of of an emotion the more willing you are to just drop into it. The more willing you are just to feel a little bit uncomfortable, then the less uncomfortable it is. If you in the evening are okay just feeling a little bit restless, then the less restless you will feel. So consider the next time you are looking for either a pleasure hit or you're looking to just numb away something, if you just named what it was and sat with it. You're like, okay, you know what? This is what I'm feeling and I can just feel this. And I'll give you an example of this. The other night, I was, we were watching a show and I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to eat something while we're watching the show. And I actually have a really good episode on that. I can't remember what number it is, but it's when you want all the things at the same time, like the snacks and your phone and the show and just all of the things. And for me, my brain has learned that you get a dopamine hit from kind of tuning out and watching a show. You can also compound that by eating and you can compound that even more by looking at your phone all at the same time. You just get like this immediate hit and you totally check out from your life. Now, this is my brain working very well to be like, yes, we can just get so much pleasure or we can get away from all this negative emotion all at once. However, is really not the way I want to live. And especially if it involves food, sometimes it can compromise what it is that I'm trying to achieve. And so even the other night when this happened, when I was like, oh my gosh, I really wish I had something to snack on. I just looked at the TV and decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to feel as good in this moment as I would if I ate something, but I'm okay with that. I can just sit and watch a show and just kind of drop into this feeling of wanting, drop into this feeling of having an urge to eat something, but not eating it because I'm okay. Sitting on this couch, I really am okay. And I'm not going to feel the whole pleasure hit and the dopamine from all the stimulation, but I'm okay. And I can just be here and feel what it is that I'm feeling. What can additionally happen with emotional eating is that we are either not enjoying or we are not paying attention to every bite that we're taking. It can be really interesting for us to have food in front of us and to pay attention to every bite to consider how it tastes, how the texture is, what your assessment is of it. It can actually be really uncomfortable to be so aware of what it is that you're eating because we're not used to that. We're used to using it as a way to tune out. Eating in and of itself isn't really as pleasurable as the story that we're telling ourselves about it. Meaning if we're sitting there just being like, oh, this is so good and now I don't have to feel this way. Now I get to zone out and I don't have to think about all my problems. Yes, that will feel very good if you're thinking that way. But the food itself, yes, you can get a little bit of a dopamine hit from it. But if you were to really pay attention to every bite, it wouldn't give you the massive dopamine hit that you think it is. The final piece to emotional eating that is important to identify is that your emotional need isn't satisfied when you are physically full. So emotional eating can lead to overeating because... We are looking to solve for an internal problem that is separate from hunger and fullness. And because food can't solve for our emotions, it can either shield them or block them in some way. It isn't going to be satisfied 
fully ever. It's just going to be put at bay. So oftentimes, because it isn't fully resolved, we continue to eat despite feeling physically full. If we were to look at emotional and mindless eating, both of these disconnect you from your body and your physical sensations, meaning checking in with your hunger and your fullness and how you feel that disconnects when you are eating mindlessly or when you're eating emotionally. So it disconnects you from your body as well as disconnecting you from your mind and what you're thinking and feeling. Meaning you are either just distracted when you're mindless eating, you're disconnected from what you're thinking, or you want to get away from what you're thinking and feeling. And that can lead to emotional eating. Both of these things will work against a weight loss effort. Both of these things will add extra calories that will not work in your favor if you are trying to achieve some type of goal. So when it comes to both things, start with the mindless eating first, because at least then you can create movement. You can give yourself an extra advantage while you work on your willingness to do the emotional work versus just doing nothing at all. If you waited to be ready to do the emotional work before you did anything, you'd be wasting time. So your willingness to say, I can start with the easy thing. I can do the mindless work first. You've immediately given yourself an advantage. And then when you're ready, you can do the emotional work. And having a coach is really helpful with that. Because what you can do is you can start looking at some of the stories that you have spinning in your mind about food, about how you're eating, even if you don't change them. Just having some perspective of what you're thinking about food can be really, really powerful because you are the one that gets to choose how you think about it. And sometimes we don't even want to change it, but just having the perspective can give you a lot of authority and power. This is why I will have my clients for a time track every single bite. This is a challenge that I will extend to most of my clients at some point just because of how valuable it can be in manifesting those mindless eating moments and manifesting also the thoughts that we have about those mindless eating moments. Like, oh, it doesn't count. It's like, well, it, it does. <laughs> it does. So let's pay attention. Let's track every single bite. I say the best way to not have to track forever is to track for a time. And this is because of the awareness that you gain from tracking your food, from paying attention to what it is that you are eating. Because if you have the evidence in front of you, wow, all of the bites and the licks and the tastes and the extra things that I took today accounted to 500 plus calories, amounted to 500 plus calories. Just you seeing that can give you information with which to move forward. I don't think that tracking every gram is a necessary lifestyle but I do think that doing it for a time can give you a lot of help and information for how to best fuel your body. So this is why I recommend for a time tracking every bite. And it's something that I would recommend to you without changing anything. It's just bringing up those moments where you might be a little bit more relaxed and eat a little mindlessly, eat a little emotionally, because then it can show you some of the potential things that are getting in the way or working against your weight loss effort. So often I will have, I will see people that say, I just don't know why it's not working. I don't know why I'm not losing the weight. 
And we don't have all of the information as to why, because we're not paying attention to all of the food. We're not tracking every bite for one. But also when we have a thought like this, I just don't know why it's not working. I just feel so confused. We give away all of our responsibility for it and thus leave a solution impossible. We leave our chances of figuring it out as none when we say, I just don't know why it's not working. This is why having as much data as possible, meaning knowing every bite that you took in the day, can be so helpful in providing us with the information, helping us clean up the areas that need to just be tweaked because so often weight loss really is a series of tweaks. It's not a massive life change and sometimes it can be. There is a time for that, don't get me wrong. But sometimes we start there and then as we progress, it becomes just a series of tweaks and nuances. And I think that's really great news that so much of what's required to lose weight is just a few small, simple tweaks. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated and it doesn't have to be really excessive. It's just adjusting a few things. But in order to have something to adjust, we have to know what it is we're adjusting for. So this is why tracking can be so helpful. With emotional eating, I recommend not just taking all of the food away. Like, oh, I can't have those in the house. Sometimes that can be an effective strategy. Other times it just gives the food all the power. And so I can't say specifically for you what's going to be the best strategy, but I will say as a general rule, don't forbid any food, whether it's not having it in your house or just not eating it, period. Don't take it away because what you're doing in moments like that is using willpower that you eventually run out of and then you overeat the next time on the things because you are just so filled with desire for it that hasn't been satisfied that it's compounded and now you're just like ready to go to town. This is why, frankly, diets can be rather traumatic for many of us. And I think that was what I experienced a little bit with my bikini show. I hesitate to even use the word traumatic because that's a strong word. And that wasn't really the degree of how I felt. It was a very little, little T trauma. But what happened is I took so much food away without addressing what emotionally was going on. I took so much away that became forbidden and quote unquote harmful without addressing why it was that I wanted it in the first place and then what to do with what was coming up for me if I wasn't going to eat it. And what happens is we go through these cycles is we go through these like muscle your way to the finish line diets. We take away all of this food without addressing what's going on emotionally. And then we create these really negative associations with dieting. And this is what is so crucial to the healing that needs to occur to create long-term sustainability. And this is why having a coach can be really helpful is to be able to work through the emotional pieces to understand why it is that you want the food so much, to get to the root of it, to understand it and to develop skills to know how to navigate it in a way that isn't at the expense of your weight. This is why I am often a fan of adding more before subtracting more. So if you are looking to lose weight, if you are looking to improve your health in just a general way, before you start subtracting foods and behaviors from your life, I recommend adding things, adding more water, adding more sunshine, adding more vegetables, adding more lean meats, adding more movement, weightlifting. And this isn't 
the hard and fast strategy for everybody, but oftentimes this can aid in these situations where we feel a little bit of trauma from past dieting experiences is instead of subtracting things and making it forbidden, we can just leave things as they are and instead add more of other things that will be equally as beneficial while we continue to maybe work on some of the other areas. This needs to be happening simultaneously, meaning as you are dieting, as you are working through a weight loss process, healing needs to be occurring at the same time so that you can become more self-aware of how you are thinking about your body, about the food that you're eating, the story that you're telling yourself that can have such an impact on how you are feeling emotionally, developing an understanding for yourself, understanding for why you are the way that you are and helping yourself navigate that, having compassion as you start to make changes. Because otherwise, all the anxieties, all the stress, all the worry, it doesn't magically melt away when you've gotten to your goal weight. It's not like the scale just goes one pound down, unhappy, 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 happy, (laughs) as soon as I get to the goal weight. And this is one of the reasons why people gain the weight back is they get to that goal weight and they're still left with all of the emotional pain and turmoil that they've always had. They've just been numbing themselves to through food that those habits, those patterns are still in place and their willpower has then run out or their program has finished. And it's like, well, I'm just going to go back to what I know. Because if you just take the food away, even if you're losing the weight, you're left with a really messy mind. Whereas when you can take away the messy mind, clean that up, learn how to think and feel in a way that is much more strategic and useful, it makes the food non-important. When you can clean up your mind and not feel like you need food to get away from it, you no longer need food to get away from it. Because the cause of why we're eating is solved when we are paying attention to what we need to solve for. If we are eating because we don't want to feel something or because we want to feel more pleasure and don't want to feel the regular mundane emotions of life, when we can solve for that, then the symptom of eating becomes no longer evident. The symptom of eating isn't useful because we don't have anything to solve for because we have the internal skills to solve for it already. And this is what so much of my program is built around is doing this work to no longer even need the food that you feel like you need right now. Now, this isn't as appealing as purchasing some 12-week pre-prepped meals or something. It isn't as sexy, if you will. Working on yourself just isn't as appealing as these prepackaged meals, but it is what makes the difference. It's the difference between temporary success and then failure and then long-term success. Because then what happens is when you work on the emotional stuff and the weight that's in your mind, your life feels lighter. Your emotions feel lighter. You feel so much more capable because you've eliminated so much of the mental baggage. You aren't running away from yourself. You can give up that effort and instead just be with yourself, be present and not feel like you have to reach for food. And so this is why it's so different and unique what I do within my program, because it isn't just addressing the calories and the mindless eating. It's addressing everything else that comes with it so that you can clean up your mind and feel so much better that way. And then also lose weight in the process. So here are the three things that I'm going to recommend you do if 
you notice any type of mindless or emotional eating for yourself. Number one is to know all the moments. Identify all of the moments throughout the day, whether it's mindless or emotional, just know them. Pay attention to them. Become aware of them. Number two, don't change them. Just be aware. Know them and be aware of them. This alone can lessen it and it won't necessarily solve for it or maybe it will, but it might not. Just be aware and pay attention to it. Think the monthly subscriptions. We're just noticing where we could cancel some things. And then the third step is to not judge yourself. Because sometimes the second we start to pay attention and become aware of those mindless or emotional moments, our inclination is to say, what is wrong with me? Something must be terribly wrong. I'm the worst. I'm terrible. I'll never be able to succeed. Don't even go down that route. Just notice. Just pay attention. It's all you need to do. And don't change, don't change it. It probably makes perfect sense why you are the way that you are. It makes perfect sense why your brain is saying, this is a good solution. You probably have valid reasons because it has worked in the past. It just has been at the expense of something that you've wanted. So know those moments. Don't change them. Just be aware and don't judge yourself. And then if you're ready to work through it and to lose the weight at the same time, that's where it's worth getting a coach. That is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to sign up for the pre-holiday prep call for the final week. And I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.